Welcome to It's the ADHD Friendly Podcast, where we talk all things well-being, personal development, and living our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better. Hey, everyone. Happy Friday. I hope you had a fabulous week. I had a very wet one. (laughs) We are still here in California, and it's been raining cats and dogs. You know how California's been on fire for the last 10, 15 years? Well, it's pretty soggy now. (laughs) This is so... We came to California, and the skies just opened up and soaked this entire state. So while I am really happy for the state of California, because they could really use the water kind of bummed out my trip. (laughs) But the upside of the weather that we've had is that I've had a lot of indoor time to do stuff, which is also fun. But if I'm being completely honest, I I can't wait to get home. I miss my house. I miss my bed. I miss my routines. I miss all of it. And that actually brings me to a little life lesson that I have learned that maybe it will help you too. You know that ADHD impulsivity thing that we have where we have a brilliant idea and become completely obsessed with it and we want to burn our life down and start all over with this new pursuit? You guys, if you've been around here a minute, you know that I have been obsessed with the whole RV van life thing since the start of the pandemic. And that came full circle to the point where now I don't want an RV at all. But the next evolution of that idea was let's just be digital nomads and just rent Airbnbs like a month at a time and travel around with the dogs and it'll be great. It'll be awesome. Well, here we are two months in. Fortunately, I didn't sell my house and give away all my possessions to try this, but now I just want to go home. (laughs) Even though I love being here in California, I am a certifiable homebody and that is the reality of it. And my space is set up to support me, my ADHD, my business, my health, my wellness, and uh, all of those things. When I don't have those external structures and supports, I feel it. So I've learned something about myself. And I share that with you just on the off chance that, you know, you've been thinking about doing something that is a radical or drastic change in your life. Is there a way that you could test it out? I am so glad that we tested this out. And I'm also glad that the weather was not great because if the weather was great, I may have romanticized the experience more than I should have. Testing things out is always a good thing. (laughs) It not only scratches an itch much faster, but it will also prevent you from making some wrong turns. And I speak from a lot of experience there. The other thing that has been a benefit of this weather torrent is that I had enough indoor time to build a whole new product. I will share this more in a future podcast, but I have been working diligently to find a system in the back end of my business, which is not sexy, but incredibly necessary to help me stay connected to the pieces of my business that's most important. Like you know, my revenue, both the actuals and my projections and tracking my financial goals. If you know that I have one this quarter that um, we're coming up on the end of the quarter and I needed a way to track it that I felt connected to it. I wouldn't forget about it because working memory can be an issue, but that it was also not as structured as the 12-week year plan that I tried earlier this year. 
So I started mucking around in my Notion software. And if you're not using Notion yet, I cannot speak to this software enough, especially if you have ADHD, because it's basically a productivity software made out of Play-Doh, meaning that you can mold it into whatever you want. And if you are somebody who processes things visually or even conceptually, then it's really going to help you do that. It's got so many power tools now with their AI features. You can get the free Notion version, but I highly recommend the paid version, which now has cut out so many steps in my business. It's not even funny. They can take all my money as far as I'm concerned because the more I'm able to automate things, the less people I need to hire, even though I do believe I will have to hire somebody by the end of the year. I digress. So anyway, I was tooling around on my Notion software and the question I was solving for was, how do I present all the data that I need to see on the regular in a dashboard format that doesn't overwhelm me and that makes my business objectives align to the projects that I'm working on, which then align to the tasks that I'm doing in order to complete the projects. And I have come up with a freaking masterpiece, if I must say so myself. It is called The Organized Business. And it launched on my website this week. So if you are a Notion user and you're also an entrepreneur, it's probably best suited for solo entrepreneurs or somebody who's thinking of starting a business because it's going to help you not only see all the things that you need to see, but help you think through some of the structures in your business. Everything from who your ideal customer is and customer insights and language that you use to a workflow around social media and a bunch of other things. So if that interests you, a link for that will also be below. Wow, there's just going to be a crap ton of links in this podcast. Um, so I'm excited about that. It's really good. And actually, I really enjoyed that process because it's creative, but it's using a tool that I can't get enough of. And I think it's useful for every area of life, not just business. And I think that I'm going to make another one specifically for folks that are launching coaching businesses. And I don't consider myself a coaching guru by any means, but I have been in online business long enough that I've learned a thing or two about it. And I've also learned firsthand that most coaching courses are designed to help you become a good coach, but not necessarily launch the business thereafter, because those are two very different skill sets, being a coach and being an entrepreneur. So to that end, I am thinking about doing a tool or product for new coaches and it's going to be something that is very action-oriented, like checklists, to-do lists, templates, not a big course. I think we've kind of passed that era, or at least I feel like that. So in my mind, will be short, actionable, and just the information that you need and no more. Because I also understand ADHDers get easily overwhelmed. And when things are big and ominous, we don't do them. So that's what's on my mind. If that is something of interest to you, I will put a link to it in the show notes as well, the, the show notes of many links. And it'll also, all of this will also be in my Sunday email. So if you're not on my Sunday setup, I would love to invite you to be a part of it. Just go to my website and click any of the opt-ins and you will get on my list. I send out a weekly roundup every weekend of all of the content that I've put out for the week. So anyway, that's available for you. It's totally free. And that actually brings me to the podcast I'm going to share today. One of the most popular YouTube videos I have on my channel is around uh, quitting jobs. We ADHDers have a tendency to either quit jobs, sometimes get fired from jobs, 
or job hop an awful lot. And there's a lot of different reasons for that. Sometimes it's about our executive functions that get in the way, like not being able to be somewhere on time or keep up with the administrative pieces of jobs. But sometimes it's just that we get in a job and we get tired of it really easily because we are wired for novelty. And if we're not learning something new, it can become very draining for us energetically to stay in a job that we're no longer interested in. So to that end, today I am sharing my thoughts on job hopping with ADHD. And I share a number of different questions that (laughs) are also designed into a list of journal prompts, which will also be linked in the show notes for this podcast. And it's designed to help you think through where you have really showed up well in your career, where you haven't showed up well, what you're well-suited to do, what you're not well-suited to do, and how to think about moving your career forward without burning down wherever you are now. So if that sounds interesting, grab a piece of paper and a pen, or if you want to grab the journal prompts that are included in the show notes, head over to my website at itsadhdfriendly.com, and you can grab them there on the show notes page. And that's what I've got for you this week, guys. Thank you again for listening. And without further ado, let's get on to the show. If you're anything like me, you've probably had a lot of jobs and you've quit a lot of jobs. Because if you have ADHD or you're just a multi-potentialite, then your brain is wired for novelty, which means it doesn't want to stay at a job for your entire life. It probably doesn't even want to stay at a job longer than a year or two. And I actually got a lot of spicy feedback on that video. Here's why. Because in my view, the sooner we accept that that is the way that our brain is wired and that is not a moral failing and we're not lazy or afraid of commitment, our brains just operate differently than the neurotypical brain. And the sooner we can accept that about ourselves, the sooner we can ditch the shame and start moving in a direction that serves us. And I understand why people would bristle against that perspective because even though it's not a moral failing, it's just the way our brains are wired, It's also contrary to deeply ingrained cultural norms because our culture celebrates consistency and staying at things for the long term and trucking it out because that means you care and you're a solid person. But is that really true? The nature of work is changing. The nature of who we work with and how we work and the structure of industry in general, everything's being disrupted. AI is moving things in a direction where if you can't continue to evolve and change, then you're going to be limited to those industries that are very standard and never change. And for some people that's great, but for those of us with ADHD that like to move around, this is good news because we are primed for the future of work. However, that cultural narrative has not yet caught up with the realities of work. And you can tell by reading the comments on that video I just mentioned. Now, that is the big picture view of my opinion and I will die on that hill. However, I also understand that job hopping and impulsively quitting and or getting fired from jobs can wreak havoc in our personal lives and in our financial situation. Trust me when I say I am not overlooking that fact because I lived through it. My finances used to be more of a mess than my resume was. So I'm not overlooking that fact. But the one thing I will say, by some miracle, I recognized this about myself early on. And subconsciously, I knew that if I were going to be somebody who needed to change my environment, my job situation a lot, then it would be smart for me to make life choices that align to that flexibility. 
meaning making the conscious choice to not have children so I didn't have that financial burden, which gave me the opportunity to explore different things. It also influenced where I lived and how I live and the choices I made financially in order to give myself enough freedom and flexibility to honor my own urges. Now, I don't know where that wisdom came from, but I'm so glad I made those choices. And if you are young enough that I can influence you to think about your life in that perspective, then great. But if like me, you're now a seasoned adult, then you've probably made some life choices that have not served that tendency about yourself until today, because now you have that awareness about yourself and you can start to move in a better direction moving forward. I have said this before, and I will say it again, because this is the mission behind this channel. The world was not made for ADHDers, so we need to bend it in our direction. And this is the perfect example of that. So stick around, because today we're gonna talk about how to choose a career path that honors this tendency of ours to want to job hop. So let's get started as though this is a coaching session. I'm the coach and you're the coachee and you're coming to me because you're struggling with this tendency to job hopping and the impact it's having on your life. And what I'm gonna do as your coach is ask you a series of questions to guide your thinking in a new way where you're not so mired on the problem and you can take a step back and start dreaming up solutions. Because if there's one thing our brains are great at, it's divergent thinking and seeking out patterns and coming up with creative solutions. So let's get to it. And if you want to reference these questions after the video, you can find them in the download below. Just click the link and you will get access to a Google Doc that has all of the questions listed out so you can reflect on them at your own pace. Let's start from the perspective that we have done the work to release the shame around our job hopping tendencies. Whatever choices we've made in the past has no reflection on the choices we will make in the future. So grab a piece of paper and a pen and then the left column, I want you to write down the last five to 10 jobs that you had. And then beside each job, I want you to write down the answer to this question. At what point in each of those roles did the urge to quit first come up? Think about what happened at that time. Was there something that triggered the urge or did it just bubble up from nowhere? What were the feelings that you were feeling at that point? Were you overwhelmed, stressed out? Maybe you were worried that you couldn't do the job. Was it imposter syndrome or were you just really bored? Think about what the emotion and the triggers were in each of those jobs when you first decided to quit and how long were you in each role before that urge came up. Now I want you to think about the job where you stayed the longest. Maybe it's one of those past five to 10 jobs that you've listed down, or maybe it was something much earlier in your career, but think about that job for a second. What made you stay in that job as long as you did? Was it because you loved the people, the work? Was it because it was in an area that you found interesting? Or maybe it was that you enjoyed the way you worked and the environment you were in. Maybe you were at home or maybe you were always on the road. What was it that kept you in that job? Take some time to really analyze that because it can inform the decisions you make going forward so that you either find a career that better suits your need for novelty or you find a career that you love so much that you never wanna leave. There's no good or bad answer here. You just want to be more self-aware about your behaviors and choices in the roles that you're in. Now, the last part of this reflective piece is to think about how you showed up for each of those jobs that you listed. Now, what I mean by that is when you were in that role, were you genuinely interested in doing a good job or were you just kind of dialing it in for the paycheck? No judgment here. We've all had moments where we've coasted in jobs and we've all had moments where we busted our ass. 
What were you doing in each of those jobs? And how did the way you show up impact your job? Once you've done that, look at your responses. Is there a pattern there? I often find that there's two common narratives that people have when they look back at their work experience and not felt good about it. The first narrative is the victim mindset where you always tried your best, but you had a crappy boss or the company was horrible. It was never your fault. You were always there doing your best you could, but the world around you was just out to get you. Or the other narrative I hear is the imposter syndrome narrative where you tried your best, but you were never good enough. And you could just sense that people were waiting for you to fail and it made you so stressed out and nervous that you just had to leave. Do either of those narratives look familiar to what you have just written down? If it does, then that might tell you something about how you're showing up in your role and the stories you're telling yourself that are not serving you. And it can be helpful to work through that with a coach or a therapist, because those stories will continue to show up in every job that you have going forward. So if you have figured that out about yourself, congratulations, you now have something tangible that you can work on that will benefit your future self. Now let's get into the fun part and turn the page towards the future. I want you to grab your piece of paper and pen or the worksheet provided and start answering the following questions. First of all, what field of work sounds most compelling and interesting to you? So I'm not talking about roles here. I'm talking about fields or topics like technology or healthcare. Think about the industry or topic that appeals to you the most. Now I want you to think about what you value the most, especially when it comes to working. I know your mind probably immediately goes to, well, I want to make money. And that is a very important thing. But think about work more broadly. Do you value making a difference in people's lives? Do you value connecting with other people or time independence or being outside or being in a different place every day? Like, do you value novelty or do you value knowing exactly what to expect? Think about the things that truly matter to you because this is a big piece of picking the line of work that's going to feel most gratifying to you. Now think about your strengths. What are you really good at? What's easy for you? What is the things that seem so easy for you that is just second nature and doesn't drain your energy? And on that note, what lights you up? What gives you energy? What do you enjoy doing? What do you look forward to? What are the things that you don't procrastinate on? Another thing to consider is where your attention is naturally drawn to. As ADHDers, we don't often have control over that, but get curious about where your attention does go. What are the things that you love to learn about that you could never get bored of learning new things about? And finally, write down all of the topics that you gravitate to when you're listening to a podcast or you're choosing a book. Who do you follow on social media? What are the topics that they talk about? All of these questions will give you a very good indication of your passions and your interests and, and the things that you naturally are gonna do really well at. And these are the places where you want to start. Now we go to the fun stuff and we turn the page towards the future and start envisioning the perfect career path for us. So grab that paper and pen again. Imagine yourself in the perfect work situation where you love what you're doing and you couldn't imagine doing anything else. My first question is, are you building something or are you maintaining it? Very often ADHDers love to build and create things, but once it gets to about 80% completion, they get bored of it and they never wanna see it again. And sometimes that's what inspires 
the job hopping. However, if you were in a project-based job or just building things that somebody else maintained, would that be a better fit for you? Once you've clarified that, let's come back to the perfect role that you're in and ask yourself, are you coming up with the work that you're doing every day, meaning that you have self-directed work and autonomy in the things that you're doing from moment to moment, or is somebody else giving you the work that you need to do in the day and you get to decide how and when you do it, but the work is determined by somebody else. And the thing I want you to think about especially here is how comfortable you are with ambiguity. If you're somebody who loves self-directed work and has no problem with ambiguity, that's something that's really good to know about yourself. However, if you don't like that ambiguity and you don't like having to come up with the work on your own, then you're probably somebody who prefers to work as a part of a team. You may not necessarily wanna collaborate with the team very much. You might like to do your work on your own, but you prefer not to spend your energy thinking about what the next steps are. You just wanna get right down to work. Now let's come back to that perfect role again and think about your interaction with other people. Do you get energy from being around other people and collaborating with them, or does that drain you? Do you love being on meetings? Does that give you clarity and confidence? Or does it drain your energy and make you want to take a nap? A lot of these things have to do with introversion versus extroversion, but it also has to do with your environment and under what circumstances are you best able to focus and get things done. And the last thing I would encourage you to think about is what brings satisfaction to you in terms of work. Do you like appreciation? Do you like money? Do you like notoriety? Do you like being seen and celebrated or do you just get appreciation from seeing other people thrive? There is no right or wrong answer here. It's just understanding what lights you up and what feeds your energy as opposed to draining. Now, if you take the time to answer those questions and really reflect on them, then you have in front of you a very powerful roadmap in terms of what you should be looking for in future roles. And of course, that might mean that you continue to cycle through jobs at a very fast rate because you now understand that that is what you need in particular. But hopefully you also gain some insights into the style of work that you like to do. And maybe the jobs that you've had in the past have just not given you the right environment to thrive and want to stay longer, but in the future, you can look for that. Now that you have all of those insights written down, you actually have a roadmap to start thinking about what it is you want to do in the future. And this can be a very powerful thing because we spend the majority of our lives working. So it's so important that we're choosing to do things that we're interested in, that work with our strengths and our natural inclinations. Those are the things that are going to feed our energy and keep us excited to do work, whether we stay in the same job or not. And as ADHDers, if we don't do things that interest us, we are always going to struggle. And I don't want that for any of us. So give yourself permission to think creatively about everything that you wrote down. Look for intersections and patterns and possibilities on small next steps. You don't have to blow up the career you have now, but you can start to think about how these will inform your next steps when you're ready to take them. And it'll also help you understand when you're ready to move on to a new role or when you're just struggling with an emotion that feels uncomfortable in the moment and you don't wanna be impulsive about making choices 
based on that momentary emotion. You know, when I did this work for myself, it didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. I've always been passionate about psychology. I have two psychology degrees. I've always been interested in personal growth and just human development in general. And I always thought that coaching would be a compelling career, but I knew for me, I didn't want to just be a life coach. That didn't feel right. So it wasn't until ADHD came on my radar and I learned about ADHD coaching that I was like, oh my God, the stars aligned. And the funny thing is that as I look back across my very spotty career history, I can see how all of the steps make sense and somehow lead up to what I'm doing today. I think it was Steve Jobs who said that you can only connect the dots looking backwards and things start to make sense in retrospect. And that is 100% true in my case, but it also continues to evolve. When I think about YouTube and my podcast, I only started those things to promote my coaching business. And it turns out that I love being a YouTuber and a podcaster as much as I love the coaching work itself. And that shouldn't surprise me because I spent the majority of my professional career in communications, but I never loved the topics that I was communicating on. Now that I've found the topic that I could speak about endlessly because it is part of who I am, I literally couldn't imagine a better job for me. It aligns to my values. It serves the way I want to work in terms of on my own timeline, showing up when I feel like I have the energy to do so and not feeling compelled to work when I don't have the energy to do so or don't feel creative. It's pants optional, which is very important to me, meaning that I don't need to go anywhere to perform my work. I can do it wherever I am. And these are the things that are really important to me. And I have found that, and I know that I can find it, you can find it, and probably a lot faster than I found it. So here's where I wanna end things off. I said it before and I'm gonna say it again. As ADHDers, we have to give ourselves permission to move in the direction of our interests. Because if we don't, it's an uphill battle and we're more likely to fail, poop out, or drop it and move on to something else. But when we give ourselves that permission, the sky is literally the limit and we can do so many great things. So don't sleep on this exercise. Really think through what's most important to you. And yeah, you could probably Google the best jobs for ADHDers, and I could tell you right now, it's gonna be things like hairdresser, journalist, emergency room doctor, and I could tell you straight up, none of those things would appeal to me. So do the work to truly understand who you are and what lights you up, and you will find the work that you're meant to do. But I will warn you, if you do find the work you love, you may never want to leave it, or at least not for a very long time. So I hope that was helpful. Let me know in the comments if you have any questions. Again, the worksheet with all of the questions I just asked you are linked below in the description. So go grab that, spend some time thinking about your best career. And on that note, guys, I'll see you in the next video. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. For links and resources for this podcast, please visit itsadhdfriendly.com or click the link in the show description. Please also be sure to subscribe so you get automatic updates when new shows are posted. And of course, please do leave us an ADHD-friendly review. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.